Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Star Trek Exercise, the place where you can come to exercise your Star Trek mind. I'm your host, Tony Kowalski, as you may already know. Today we're just going to be talking about and covering some aspects of the next generation uh, that I absolutely love, some things that stick out, and why the next generation is my favorite Star Trek show so far. Uh, we're just going to be covering my favorite characters, uh, some things that I feel uh, might be a little off, some things that I feel are perfect, but that's just what we're going to be going over today. Uh, so sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, what's up everybody? Thank you for joining in. First things first, I just want to get out there that if you guys saw my most recent segment about the new kind of concept that I want to try, uh, I want some ideas. You know, uh, in each episode after this one, I'm going to try to go into some depth uh, about some of the very significant Star Trek episodes out there. Um, it's a new concept that I uh, was thinking about, and I think it's just, I think it's going to be cool. I feel like it's going to be a little bit difficult for me, um, just because I've never been really good at explaining what happens in movies or TV shows. Um, I tend to paraphrase a lot and just, you know, jump all over the place so I'm not going to do any uh, super duper in-depth one until I at least have some suggestions um, if there's one thing that I do want to cover is uh, the original series episode the city on the edge of forever and encounter at far point which is the pilot for the next generation uh, those are the de those are the two that I definitely want to do but before I do those, I'm just going to, I want to plan out a little bit because I don't want to go too far off. I don't want to explain everything that happens, you know, uh, I would, I would get bored listening to that. Um, but so expect that, uh, in, uh, some near future episodes, but basically today, uh, I'm just going to talk about the next generation. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I love so much, uh, and it's it's for a lot of reasons, and I'm not going to name every single one of those reasons, just because we'd be sitting here for so long, and frankly, I unfortunately don't have that kind of time. So, but basically, Star Trek The Next Generation takes place roughly, you know, 80 years, uh after the events of uh, Captain Kirk. And it's something that uh, I feel is uh, upgraded in many, many different ways. Um, not only is uh, the technology more advanced, uh, you know, 
there are different sort of things that we've never seen before. Um, you know, uh, there's more equality, there's more, there's less diversity, everyone's sort of becoming equal and sort of becoming civil and, you know, one with another. Um, what I really mean by that is uh, you have new races that have joined Starfleet, you know, uh, races that we've never heard before. Uh, there's a Betazoid, uh, you know, and something that is super duper unique is there's a Klingon, you know, part of Starfleet, you know, uh, Worf. He's the, uh, you know, the tactical officer aboard the Enterprise. And uh, so he's also the chief security. Um, and I just love that because it just shows that, you know, Klingons may not be real, you know, uh, but it's just the fact that uh, Star Trek tries new things, you know, it takes different approaches at things, you know, in future shows you have Ferengis enlisting in Starfleet and, you know, all of these different races and I think that's just so awesome, you know, um, so, first things first, you got an android, you've got a Betazoid, you've got, you know, a Klingon, uh, you know, you've got a bunch of these different races, uh, aboard the Enterprise, uh, and it's just so awesome, it started, you know, it started to branch out, you know, uh, you know, there was more African-American roles, you know, there was, uh, you know, and I love the fact that they're never afraid to try something new, you know, um, for instance, you know, uh, there's, uh, Jordy, Jordy LaForge, he's the chief engineer, and he's awesome, he's so awesome, uh, he's got a little bit of charisma, but he's also freaking good at what he does, he's fast, he's precise, um, and he just knows what to do, uh, when they're in, like, a, a you know, a little pickle, you know, um, and, the crew, for me, uh, is more interactive with one another, you know, they are all friends, you know, they, you, you can see them in multiple episodes playing poker with each other, you know, um, and I think it's just, it's awesome because you've got an android, you've got a Klingon, you know, you've got some humans, and they're just all playing poker and, you know, uh, having fun together. You know, uh, one second, please. I just took a, I just took a sip of my ginger ale. I love ginger ale. I don't want to get off topic. Never, uh, nothing about the ginger ale. Um, <clears throat> man. So, basically, you know, you can see them in multiple episodes, you know, playing poker. And I think that's awesome. Um... In their meetings, you know, they all talk with each other. You know, uh, they're all all Enterprise crew. 
you know, personnel and bridge members, you know, they usually do have meetings, but, you know, it's just the way that this specific crew interacts with each other. It feels more like they are a family, you know, um, and an unpopular opinion. I, I'm just going to get this out there. Um, everybody hates on Wesley Crusher. If you hate on Wesley Crusher, listen, you, you're entitled to your opinion, but... It makes me sad because I love Wesley Crusher. He's awesome. Uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of myself just trying to learn new things. I may not be a science expert, okay? Uh, I'm the farthest thing from it. But uh, it's just, it's awesome for how young he is and how he, he just progresses. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, but, you know. And his mother is the chief medical officer. Um, and you can see in a bunch of different episodes that a lot of the crew of the Enterprise, you know, starts, you know, gaining, you know, emotional attachments with each other, you know, with, you know, Commander Riker and Deanna Troy in the movies, they eventually end up getting married, you know, and it's just so awesome because then you have this, like, sort of, like, love between, you know, Dr. Crusher and Captain Picard, and it's just like, it's awesome, you know, they interact with each other more, uh, not only is, uh, is it really a heartwarming, it's just, it's really funny to, to see, uh, whenever Commander Riker tries to, you know, draw somebody in, you know, and, uh, no matter what Star Trek show you watch, I always feel like there's going to be that one guy. There's always that one guy that's, you know, kind of a player. Fun fact, Captain Kirk kissed, I, I believe it was like 27 different women in the original series. Um, it might have been less, I'm not 100% sure, but he kissed a lot of different women in the original series. Um, Commander Riker didn't, didn't do that much, but... You know, you'll always see him uh, dressing in something that's super, super loose. Whenever he goes to Ryza, he's always with, a, you know, an alien chick, an alien female. or uh, It's just, it's one of those things. It's super fun. Uh, you got children aboard the Enterprise. You have schools that the children can go to. You know, if you have an officer... You know, officers bring their children in. The children live with their parents aboard the Enterprise. They go to school. They have meals. You know, uh, they have little habitats as well. Uh, and also, they can go to the holodeck. And the holodeck is so great. It's so great. Like, I, I, I get so sad because I holodecks aren't a real thing yet. Uh... Just being able to type in your own program and, you know, just wander off into, you know, you think of it, you, you create it, and you're literally in, you know, in your dream. And that's just so awesome, you know. Uh, it's like, I don't know. That's one of the things that makes The Next Generation, for me, more fun. It's so much fun. Um, but you have to, like, look at it this way. Uh, Data, 
he is for me like the comical point of the show uh data's always trying to be more like a human and him trying to be more like a human just makes me laugh out loud so much um i remember this was a couple months back i was watching an episode where data and this other crew member this crew member had a crush on data and was like oh my gosh he's perfect he can give me everything that i need you know and everything you know but that that wasn't the case data is incapable of feeling emotion so he wouldn't be able to you know be in a successful relationship you know um and it's one of those things where it was so funny because he was acting in ways that she didn't want him to act and when she told him that's not how she wanted him to act he tried to correct it but it became even like more more worse maybe it became worse you know and Adeta is just a, such an entertaining character uh i specifically love the episodes uh there's quite a few of them where they go into the holodeck and the entire episode is just uh you know like a, it could be like a sherlock holmes sort of thing or uh i forgot it was like a another uh i can't remember another kind of special agent show but the captain picard was like his name, his name was like dick or whatever i don't want to say dick jones no I don't know. But there's a lot of those episodes where it's just it takes place on the holodeck and it's just so much fun. Um there was actually an episode where uh they did a Sherlock Holmes episode and uh Moriarty like saw uh, one of the Enterprise crew come in, you know, through the holodeck. you know uh and uh usually programs can't leave the holodeck if they do they just disappear um but moriarty actually took command of the enterprise one time uh and it's just so so interesting you know the sherlock holmes villain took command of the enterprise but it was just a hologram and that was just like so cool <clears throat> sorry something in my throat but um those are the kind of episodes that are just so fun you know and there's a episode where Dr. Crusher tries to teach Data to dance and Data just is not getting it you know um and it it's just it's so funny um but uh Like I like I'm just saying, you know, uh Star Trek the Next Generation is uh is one of those shows where it's good to get a little taste of the original series. It's good to go back. It's good to, you know, uh go back and watch some of the original series episodes, but uh the Next Generation's where it's at as far as, you know, being fun for me. That's where I can kind of uh lose myself. I've I I've known a few times where I've watched 15 episodes within a day, you know. I wake up, the first thing I do, turn on Star Trek the Next Generation. And then I'm watching it throughout the day. I go downstairs, you know, go to the bathroom, get something to eat, and then uh 
I'm back up in my room. On pause, you know, watching Star Trek. Um, it's, it's days like that where I can just, you know, let myself go into Star Trek that I really, uh, that I really enjoy, and it helps me just distress so much. It's so awesome. It's so helpful. Um, let's see. Hmm. As far as my favorite characters, characters, I should say, uh, Data is uh, is my number one. Uh, Jordy is my number two. Uh, I love Riker. Uh, he's just so awesome. Uh, I cannot express that enough. Um, you know, especially if you haven't if you haven't seen the newest Picard show. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but he was even for the time that he was in there. I got so much chills. Um, let's see. The reason why I like Data, I kind of already went over it, is the way that he tries to be human, and uh, how badly he can be at it. Um, you know, it wasn't until later in the movies that he developed an emotion shape and was able to feel emotion. And it was really interesting to see how he tried to find new ways to deal with his emotions because he had never experienced that before. Um, so that was so interesting and I loved that. Um, let's, uh, let's go back to, let's, let's try uh, Captain Picard. Captain Picard, uh, not only is he an awesome captain, not only is he complete, you know, uh, compassionate captain, uh, he's just someone that you want to share a cup of tea with. He's strict, but he will also be your friend, you know, um, he's, he's super, like, I wouldn't say laid back, but, uh, he's super calm in a lot of situations, uh, and I try to have that kind of mentality, I try to be compassionate, I try to be patient with people, and I try to be calm under stressful situations, and I try to take after Picard in that way, uh, not necessarily shave my head bald, but, but, uh, just kind of have those little traits, you know, Commander Riker, man, where do I even start with that guy, uh, he's always like, you know, he's always putting his foot up on things. You know, on the bridge, foot up on the chair. You know, 10 forward, foot up on the chair. You know, shuttle pod, foot up, you know. He's always putting his foot up there, you know. And uh, it's he's so funny. And uh, the next generation, not only is it filled with a lot more action-packed sequences and suspenseful moments, but... It's filled with a lot of humor too, and that's really what kind of keeps me intrigued with it. Uh, in all Star Trek, you're gonna find a little humor here and there, and uh, not all of it's gonna be 150% serious, you know? Um, I mean, The Voyage Home was labeled as an action comedy, you know? Uh, and it, The Voyage Home is my favorite Star Trek movie. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, 
the crew of the Enterprise D. I love it. Uh, their uniforms, their uniforms are cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love, I love the communicator badges. Let me expand on that a little bit. Okay. Uh, my very first Star Trek badge that I ordered off of line, it was a Voyager communicator badge. But it was from the Next Generation movies, but they used it in the Next Generation movies and in the Voyager TV show. Um, that was the very first pin that I ordered. Um, and it was just, it was a communicator pin. Um, and I was like, oh, really? And my dad was telling me how, yeah, they're communicators. It's not something that you flip open. It's just a badge. And I was like, how cool is that? You know, I thought that was super duper cool. Um, and I actually had one. <laughs> I had a Bluetooth communicator badge and it was roughly like 50 bucks. And, you know, it was worth it. You tap it, it makes the tripping sound. You can call people on it act as a speaker it's kind of like the original series bluetooth communicator uh except it wasn't as accurate um it was a it was very bulky um and uh you know, it still worked the magnet wasn't strong on it by any means um but it was still something that i loved to wear around um and i, I thought that was just one of the coolest things uh like a communicator badge Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, the phasers, don't get me started. That's actually one of the things where I looked at the phaser and I was like, what the heck is this? This looks like something the doctors would use to look inside your ear. It looks like a flashlight that doctors would put inside your ear to, like, see what's inside there. You know, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, uh, okay, uh, I much rather prefer the original series phasers, and I always will, um, uh, it's not that I don't, you know, I, it's not that I hate the next generation phasers, I mean, it's still cool, but I'm just curious as to who the hell designed those things, my gosh, um, but, uh, let's see, what else can I expand on, um, yeah, there's nothing else that I can really expand on this. Uh, but this is just some of the reasons why I love it so much. It's, it's just more futuristic, more, you know, it's more, com it's more com comedic. It's more action-packed. It's, it's just awesome. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this episode. If you guys have any suggestions, please just, you know, please hit me up on uh, the Twitter at uh, Star Trek Tony or send me a voice message on here. I just, uh, you know, uh, I want to see what you guys would like me to talk about specific episodes, you know, um, and what you want me to cover. Uh, just let me know. Uh, again, thank you for joining me. I hope you guys are enjoying this show as much as I am. Uh, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Hey, what's going on everybody? Tony Kowalski here. Welcome to Star Trek Exercise. So today I'm just going to be going over some things. Uh, just my opinion on something. So today I have just finished Star Trek Enterprise. Now, 
here's the thing. All right. I'm going around Twitter, you know, I'm going around, you know, every place that I could possibly go to get anything, information on Star Trek. You know, I'm following these groups and following these people that are absolutely like obsessed with Star Trek as much as I am. And come to find out a lot of people actually dislike Star Trek Enterprise. And I just finished off the first season today and I'm sitting back and I'm like, what the heck? Like, like why? Like I'm, I'm, I'm honest to God, curious. So, you know, I posted on Twitter, you know, uh, by the way, uh, nobody likes my posts on Twitter. Nobody comments and, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm always tagging Star Trek in my post, hoping to like attract other people that search up Star Trek because I know if you like hashtag Star Trek and you know do all these things that people that follow Star Trek will see it and that's really what my hopes are so uh, every single day I'm just posting something and uh, I had put out there I wanted people's opinions as to why uh, they hated Star Trek Enterprise if they did hate Star Trek Enterprise, and I'm talking about, like, hardcore fans, like, fans that have, you know, been around for, you know, a lot longer than I've been alive, you know, uh, Star Trek Enterprise came out the same year that I was born, which is 2001, but, um, you know, I finished the first season, and I'm sitting back, and I'm like, wow, this is really good, I really liked it, you know, uh, I don't want to go into, into too much details, but it's just something that I'm really concerned about. Now, a lot of my friends, uh, I don't really have any friends that I know, know, uh, that I've actually met, but friends that I've, you know, communicated with over, like, my Facebook, my Facebook group uh, on Facebook uh, with the, like, my USS Jubilee sort of thing. I believe I mentioned that a few times. Um, you know, uh, those are the only people that I really actually talk to that actually talk to me as well. And, you know, they're all open about giving their opinions. Um, and I, I'm always concerned about what they like or, you know, what they don't like and why they don't like it. But, uh, when I, when I asked, uh, someone on Twitter, uh, I had gone to, uh, I had searched hashtag Star Trek and I found this one person and, uh, you know, it was Enterprise Deserved Better. And that's what his page was called, Enterprise Deserved Better. And I was like, yeah, Enterprise really did deserve better. You know, uh, the crew is just so awesome and... The first couple of episodes were kind of dry, but then it got, like, really kind of good. Um, it, it's kind of like everything leading up to the United Federation. Uh, and all the characters are great. Uh, and I'm just so curious as to why people don't like this, you know? 
it's not all high-tech futuristic sort of stuff you know I mean uh, I'm talking about like Enterprise NX-01 uh, is only capable of warp 5 you know uh, they don't have like phasers they have phaser pistols but there's only uh, two settings which is stun and kill whereas the phasers in like the original series they have different settings like intensities um, but you know they're not super futuristic and I think personally the reason I like it more is because it's closer to the time that we live in right now uh, it's only about, uh, I would say, 100 years into the future, 130 years into the future, because uh, it takes place in 2155, and, you know, uh, in the 22nd century, we're, just, we're only in the 21st century. So, uh, although for us, it's, it's very far down the road, we won't even be alive to see it, unfortunately, um, you know, it's, it's close as heck versus you know the 23rd century the you know it's 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 closer and that gives me like i don't know it, it gives me more joy because we're just learning about space exploration you know um although it's been around for for a long time uh we're just now getting into uh, the deeper depths of space, and this is where, you know, Starfleet, you know, is learning more about what to do about things, you know, what not to do, you know, uh, within the first season, the Prime Directive doesn't even exist, so uh, there's been a couple of episodes where, you know, Enterprise does interfere with the internal development of alien civilizations, and uh, they could do that because the prime directive doesn't exist but the vulcans are still you know uh advising against interfering with you know the internal development of alien you know civilizations uh the prime directive came from the vulcans um but like i said it, it wasn't you know mandated yet so uh they were they were they did a little bit more risky things you know uh there's there's so many episodes you know where it's just two people and you know there was one episode where you know commander tucker and lieutenant reed they're stuck on a shuttle pod and uh they only have a certain amount of like you know, they have limited air and they only have amount of time left so they turn off their air conditioning they turn off their heat i mean and then they're freezing and, um, you know, they're in the middle of nowhere and the Enterprise can't detect their scanners and it really shows, uh, you know, it really forces them to work with each other. And it's those episodes where, you know, two characters are bonding that really, like, you know, draws me in. Because not only do I like action and adventure, I like, you know... When you can have action and adventure, but also have a lesson to be learned. Uh, you know, Star Trek does that a lot too. But you know, with with just it being the first season, there was a lot of episodes uh, 
uh, that did that. And unless you're paying really close attention, you won't be able to see or like really recognize it. You know, I, I actually watched those episodes a couple of times, you know, uh, it's just, it's so amazing. Uh, Captain Archer, he's a great captain. You know, he's willing to do anything for his crew. He's willing to do anything to protect his ship. You know, uh, he's an, he's an awesome captain. And, uh, and, you know, uh, I really wish they would have made more than uh, four seasons. Uh, actually, I think it was five seasons. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I really, really wish they would have made more uh, because it's something that I really, really enjoy. And it's also something that I never thought I would ever enjoy. But if you guys are listening on in and you watch Star Trek occasionally and you have seen Enterprise, I want to know whether you dislike it or whether you like it, and I want to know why. Uh, I'm super curious as to what your opinions are. Um, you know, uh, so far, uh, finishing it off, I like it uh, just as much as The Next Generation. Um, I wouldn't say I liked it more than, than the next generation right now. They're at a good tie. Um, and I love it so much. Um, and you know, that's not saying like, oh, it's better than, you know, the original series. Uh, but you know, it's, doesn't have the same feel as any other Star Trek show. You know, um, their communicators are very small. They're no bigger than the palm of your hand, really. They do still flip open, but when they're not flipped open, they're no bigger than the palm of your hand, you know? And everything is just so, like, it, it gives you the feeling like some of the things are being used for the first time. Like in the first couple of episodes, uh... You know, you didn't have uh, phaser pistols. It was one of those things that are like, we have new weapons in, they're called phaser pistols. They have two settings, stun and kill. You better not get them confused, you know. Um, and it kind of introduced that, and it kind of gave you the, you know, mindset that, hey, maybe this is the first time that Starfleet is using phasers, you know. You don't see any other... Uh, you know, Starfleet ships, uh, and Enterprise. It's just Enterprise because the United Federation doesn't exist yet. Um, they don't have all of these ships, though they do have others. You know, Captain Archer isn't the only captain in Starfleet. Um, but in, in the first season, um, Enterprise is the only Starfleet vessel that we see. Um, you know, we see Klingon ships, you got, you know, uh, you know, the Sulaban ships and, uh, the Sulaban is the kind of enemy throughout the entire first season. It's, they're very reoccurring, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of aspects. Uh, there is time travel. There is, you know, all of this sort of stuff and, you know, at the beginning, everybody is so skeptical about, uh, skeptical about the transporter, you know, at first. 
all they're using the transporter for is to transport things, not people, from the Enterprise down to the surface. And uh, as, you know, taking people down there, they would just take a shuttle down. Um, so there, there were a few times where uh, people were required to use the transporter, um, but uh, it's not used as much as it is in, you know, the next generation or, you know, the original series. When you have somebody from, like, another ship, for example, uh, they dock, you know. Uh, they don't come through the transporter, they dock. So they get off their ship and they walk through this thing and then it leads into the Enterprise. So they don't beam on over. Um, so a lot of things are uh, a bit old-fashioned, which is okay. And I feel like that's why I kind of like it more. Because uh, Captain Archer uses a lot of, uh, you know, wisdom. Uh, you know, uh, because the Enterprise is not the best armed vessel, you know. Uh, Enterprise is not the only vessel that's capable of Warp 5. There are vessels from, like, other species. There's a, a Vulcan vessel that's capable of warp like seven or eight. So, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, the Enterprise is just, it's vulnerable. They don't have, they don't really have shields. Um, and I think there was shields in one episode, but they didn't hold up to anything. You know, the Enterprise is not strong by any means. It was a. Uh, it was mainly meant as an exploration vessel, as most uh, Starfleet vessels are. But, you know, uh, Enterprise 1701 was, you know, they had shields, they had photon torpedoes. Uh, NX-01, they don't even have photon torpedoes, they just have regular torpedoes, um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely a little bit smaller, uh, the complimentary crew holds about, uh, maybe even less than 200 people, and, you know, a lot of the crew have to share quarters with another person, you know, um, but, you know, the main bridge crew, they got their own quarters. And, but, you know, there's not really, you know, there are replicators, but there's also a chef, uh, which there usually is. But, uh, you know, also another thing is, is like, uh, you know, everything is just so different. Like I was saying earlier. Everything just has a completely different feel to it. Uh, sometimes I'm watching it, and I wouldn't even know I'm watching Star Trek if I didn't know what I was watching. If I was just to walk in, you know, uh, and I didn't know anything about Star Trek, you know, but I knew that it existed, I knew what it looked like, you know. If anybody hadn't heard of Enterprise and they were just to walk in, uh, you know, I personally probably wouldn't know I was watching Star Trek. Um, you know, their uniforms are so different. You don't have the traditional, you know, uh, red, blue, and yellow, uh, 
you just have blue and uh, their rank is determined by these lines on their jumpsuits and ranks. Uh, the ranking, you know, uh, pens are almost like the next generation, except they're not circles, they're kind of rectangles, and uh, four still stands for captain, three still stands for commander, but, uh, you know, all they wore, wore uh, were, you know, blue jumpsuits. You know, they, there was still, uh, you know, yellow, there was still uh, red, but instead of blue, there was green, um, and there was, you know, a few times there was uh, some blue stripes, but most of the time it was like a green. Um, so it's definitely different. Uh, one thing that I absolutely, uh, you know, dislike about it, okay, is the damn, damn uniforms, okay? 